Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Mosaic Life Podcast is brought to you by the Mosaic Life Circle. If you're a fan of the podcast, and I really really hope you are. You probably want to know when new episodes come out, when new contests are announced, or when we have sales on our brand new t-shirts, which will be hitting the website soon. You want to join the circle. Head on over to onemosaic.life, enter your email address, and you are all signed up and good to go. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Mosaic Life podcast. It's great to be back. Uh, As I was editing this podcast, I realized just how foreign it has become to edit conversation episodes. Uh, We've had so many incredible guests on uh, the podcast this year, which is it's truly the goal of the podcast has always been to bring inspirational human beings onto the onto the podcast and tease out the ways in which they have overcome obstacles and how they've achieved success that that has always been the goal and so at the front of, at the front end of the podcast you know we top loaded it with um conversations between Ernie and I, because that's, you know, how this whole thing started, uh, was Ernie and I just talking and we decided to record them. And, uh, eventually as the momentum started building, we were able to attract incredibly inspirational guests. And so it's, it's been awesome seeing that evolve and, uh, we, we don't do a lot of conversations anymore. And so we fit them in where production schedule allows. And so this particular, conversation it was actually recorded at the end of may uh, may 20th and as i um as i as i record this introduction it's june 11th so it's been just over three weeks three weeks since uh this this was recorded three weeks ago we were coming out of a or world crisis or, or starting to a national or an international pandemic we were starting to open the world back up again and figuring out what the new normal would look like and now near the middle of June, we're not faced with a new crisis. No, we're, this is an old one. This is one that we've been dealing with for decades and centuries. And it's prejudice. We're faced now with something that many of us have been dealing with their entire lives. And it's bubbled up to the surface again. Not the first time in our lifetime, but it's, it's, it's certainly reached a boiling point. And I make a point in this particular episode that it was awful, the pandemic, how it so negatively affected so many lives, but somehow both Ernie and I were able to thrive both professionally and, and personally. And it was, a, it was a time of great growth for us and reflecting on what was important. <laughs> and it just, it seems so wholly disingenuous and wrong to say that this doesn't affect me. Because it does. As a white male, it affects me. As a human being... It affects me. And I, I, I don't have 
a whole lot to say that has not been said already. We need to do better. My personal mantra for a number of years has been to to do better. Ask myself how I can be better, how I can perform better, how I can live better. And reflecting on that now, I think it feels selfish because it's been about me. How can I do better for the world? How can I do better for my brothers and my sisters? We've talked so much about what the new normal will look like. This normal is not new. This normal is something that so many human beings have been living for hundreds of years. We need to do better. And so to tie that in briefly with the rest of the episode, I I challenge you to ask yourself how you can do better, not just for yourself, but for everyone around you. How can you make somebody else's life 1% 1% better. And you'll, you'll get the context of that question here shortly. Just start thinking about it. How, how can you make somebody else's life 1% better? Is that a simple hello? Is it holding the door open for somebody? Or is it defending somebody's civil rights? Somebody's basic human rights to decency? Ask yourself that. Ask yourself how you can be, how you can become more comfortable being uncomfortable. Challenge yourself. And then last but not least, I I, I do want to reiterate a point that we make at the very, very end. We talk very briefly about the science and the psychological effects of complaining, and I make it a challenge to find a novel or not a novel, a book, an author who writes on the subject, an expert on how complaining affects us all. And in the three weeks removed since we recorded this, I have yet to find a good candidate for that book and author. So if you, as a listener, have one, please feel free to send that my way, uh, onemosaiclife at gmail.com. I would be much obliged. That all being said, thank you so much again for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. Life is an art, every moment a picture painted in time. The color, texture, lighting, all context. The Mosaic Life vision is to cast a warm glow on your masterpiece, highlighting the struggle while showcasing the culmination of years of hard work. Join us for guided meditations, interviews with authors and leaders, and engaging conversation as we explore the depths of our consciousness. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Mosaic Life podcast. Trey, how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Feeling really excited. Yeah, man. I feel really good. Good. What are you, what's got you excited? <clears throat> this, man. Uh, we're, uh, you know, uh, the, well, everything. <laughs> everything right now. You know, I feel like uh, continuing to 
gain awareness on what matters and how much time to dedicate to each thing and learning when enough is enough so I'm not overdoing it and burning myself out on certain things. Uh, all because I've <clears throat> made tremendous failures and doing things that I don't want to do and, and burning myself out. So, you know, just more tuning in that respect. And then um, in the midst of that, there's it just feels like a general alignment with everything and, and momentum building with uh, with our guests, momentum building with uh, our audience and uh, momentum building with what we're sharing and how we're sharing it. So just solid alignment, I would say personally and then in this podcast good i like that um you know the first thought that comes to my mind when you talk about the amount of work you're willing to dedicate to a certain thing this podcast in particular i see a, a curve in my mind and i thinking back over the past s seven or so months i can see that curve was a very gentle incline and i, I feel like it's increasing exponentially now which is which is great and it's it's a very valid point to make whereas if we would have shot straight up back in october i do think we would have lost interest or burn each other out or even you know at, at worst probably it's it's extremely possible to to ruin a friendship over something like that so i'm glad that the curve has been gradual i'm glad that we didn't build a website straight off the bat i'm glad we didn't approach larger interview guests right off the bat because yeah, it, it gave yeah. us time to learn and adapt to each other. Yeah. 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 I really like that. that and I remember now when we first, the first or, or second conversation we had, it, we were just like, let's, let's do a conversation. I think it was, let's, let's release something every two weeks or, or, or something like that. And, yeah. And it was very like, uh, it was very, very slow. Like we just put the training wheels on and we're like, let's just jump in. And, and, and we did these little meditations. We did these conversations and then that evolved and we've had our first interview and we're like, okay, this is what worked. This, what didn't work. And, and instead of saying like, let's, let's do a website, let's do an interview, let's do conversations. Let's, uh, let's invite big guests. Let's do a whatever, you know, just like, and putting all these brand new things on our plate where we have to go, try, fail, go, try, yeah. fail, and learn and learn and learn. We just like had two things, yeah. two things that were, and then, okay, we've got somewhat of a handle on this. Let's add the next. Okay, now we've got a handle on that. Let's add the next. And and surprisingly, wow, it's funny. You say, you say seven months, that's probably. Well, so I, my, my basis for measurement is I quit drinking on October 17th and we released our first episode in, October. So yeah, it's been seven months about. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it just goes to show now looking back at it, how the little incremental, um, steps, how they can compound so quick. It's so funny, like how, how true that, uh, how true that feels right now. And then, yeah. and then I wanted to like talk about atomic habits at some point in this episode, but it's already becoming relevant because, looking back to where we started in August uh, and seeing how this feels to be a part of now and actually um, it not feeling like an idea, but actually feeling, uh, it doesn't feel like an idea. It feels like, uh, I guess it just feels, it, it feels like a it's substance, it's tangible. substance in reality. Yeah, yeah. Tangible. It's tangible. Yeah. 
and it was very it, it felt like a long process but it, it really hasn't been it's only been it's been less than a year dude this yeah. is crazy I, i've been i've been telling you from the moment we got serious <laughs> about this partnership put in the work now so it becomes much easier in the future. It's if we, if we went out tomorrow and said, "Hey, let's start a podcast right now." Like the, the the thing that I try to instill through my messaging on this podcast is that you have to put in groundwork. You have to have a long vision. What I hate about the internet is that everything looks like it's instantaneous. People become in yeah. the famous overnight. That's just yeah. that's not how it works. That's not. No. So. It, what is what is what are some things maybe there's multiple maybe there's nothing but <clears throat> what are some things that you've learned in this process that you didn't expect to learn in the podcast you know, in our yeah this you episode. set out, you set out to to have a partnership have a podcast to to create something amazing the two of us and and I imagine there are some things you've learned in the process that oh, you didn't yeah. expect to see so um, it bears mentioning. Because at this point, I think there's, there's probably a, a bigger um, following on this podcast than my prior podcast. I, you know, uh, myself and my, my friend Brandon took uh, a, an old podcast called Hashtag Questions to 99 Episodes. And that was, that was a big accomplishment. That was both of our first uh, for, foray, is that the right word, into um, podcasting. And so I, I was glad to have that back, that, uh, that, uh, that, backstop i guess in place foundation that foundation in place yeah. but at the same time going into this i was learning so many things over again um by mm. we because we would record week to week with hashtag questions here we are actually planning out a production schedule we're planning out marketing calendars where you're planning out when and how things are released on our website and, and through our other channels and that's been it wasn't exactly a new process because I come from a marketing background, but it was just eye-opening to be able to do it, to have a brand that isn't based on advertising and marketing and being able to do those things for it on our own. Um, mm. And so I was just mm. expressing to you prior to hitting record how everything that we're doing feels cohesive and tied into each other from the start of the podcast to the mm -hmm. website to... Uh, our email list to our, our our online store, all of that. It just it's tying in very organically. Whereas a lot of times things within an organization are so siloed, things don't work flawlessly. It becomes hodgepodge. It becomes, oh, you're doing this. Okay, I should do this to reflect that that messaging. And uh, I'm just. It's a very good feeling because it's it's a cleansing that I've been trying to do in my own personal life for a year or more and just having things work the way they should instead of being reactionary. Yeah, nice. I love how this idea that, you know, every little piece is is reminiscent of the whole and vice versa uh, and how it's coming together so organically. It's It's literally growing leaves. It's not like we're planting a separate tree over here and a separate tree over there. And then we're just like fencing them all in, trying to maintain it. It's, it's all coming from this, the same root system. Yeah. Um, there was a, I was listening to armchair expert with Dax Shepard. Have yeah. you ever listened to that podcast? I have not. I, I don't know why, because I don't really have any reason to not like him, but I just, I've always, oh, Dad, I don't really care about it. Maybe it's because he's married yeah. to Kristen Bell and, you know, I want to be married to Kristen <laughs> Bell. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it was about, um, 
my experience of seeing him in, in whatever ways that I had, whether it's a talk show or something, but I had this resistance to it as well. And my, my wife would listen to it all the time for a while. And, uh, some, one of my friends sent me an episode, uh, a really good episode, um, about, well, I won't get into the actual episode, but something he said in the episode, uh, was when there's this, there's this, uh, quality or theme when you're making a movie that every, every scene should be a fractal of the, the bigger picture, the, the bigger storyline. So, so you have this, this storyline of somebody saving the world, but they have this, this problem. Well, every scene throughout that should, should express that bigger problem or that bigger solution, whatever it is, but, but there's a fractal element to it. And that's what it feels like when I think about the way that this, this partnership and this podcast is growing. It's very fractal and emerging as this whole. Yeah, that's very good. That's an extremely good way of putting it. Absolutely. So, I mean, that, let me turn that question around on you. What have you, so, because you didn't have that podcasting foundation, what have you learned in the process? Whether about, whether, whether it's, podcasting in general or relationships or building a brand or structure? Uh, I've learned. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, well, you, you, you've done 98.9% of the work, but, I, I <laughs> but I've learned a, a, a lot in um, organization. We were talking about that earlier, just working alongside you and the way that you organize the, the Google drive and, and how it it's, if you, how if if we wouldn't have started day one to organize the way that you organize things, um, how we would just be running around with our heads cut off trying to find things, but everything is very segmented. So it was like a, a realization to me how it's it's got to come from the first moment when you when you start doing a project. So you know I, I'm creating a men's retreat, and uh, I can't wait to talk more about it. But the point I'm making is when I started formulating ideas for it, I didn't just open up a, a, a Google document and, and make it. I created a folder and then I created a subfolder and then I put the document in that folder because when this becomes a, a bigger thing, I'm going to need this organization in a way that I can go back and find things. And so I learned that from from uh, watching the way you, you handle all of the episodes, all of the meeting notes um, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Or just, just actual business organization. <laughs> it's not something that I've had a a knack for at all. Like if you were to look at my, my Google drive, my, my home screen on my computer, it's very like all over the place. And then I end up going through and just saying, well, all this shit, I'm going to delete all this. Cause I haven't looked at it in months. I haven't da 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 da. So that would be one thing. Oh, I, I, I want to go. I want to I do want to say one thing because I, I appreciate the compliment and the, I, it's certainly not doing 98% of the work. And I, I want to say that I'm, I want to try and figure out how to put this. You, I'm, I'm generalizing here. You are the inspiration behind the podcast. You really are. You know what I what I love seeing more than anything is bringing these guests in, like uh, like Lisa or like Lori, and knowing knowing for a fact that once you have a conversation with them, once you start talking with them, that is going to be a relationship that you continue building because you just connect so naturally with these people. And I really think that people value the way you meditate on things, the way you explain 
your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions. And, and I'm so excited to be a part of any sort of retreat that you decide to put on because it, people are going to flock to you because you have a lot to offer. And I really, really value that being a part of the podcast. So, so what I think you're saying is that, yes, you have done a lot of work for the podcast, but I'm the reason that it's successful. That's the exact reason. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's what I thought you said. No, man, I'm I just meeting the people that we've gotten to meet and actually creating relationships. I'm really a really good friend with Lisa now. We have a That's great amazing. relationship and, um, you know, we'll be doing the, the full circle with her episode one uh, very soon. Uh, and it'll be on our Instagram. That's a whole, I guess we, I won't even get into that right now. We'll talk about that some other time. Um, but yeah, but her and I like are chatting back and forth. So having that and connecting with people has, has been great. And um, the fact that this podcast, you know, was inspired um, by, by our talks, that's, that's great too, man. But uh, nonetheless, the organization has been, has been key. It's, it's definitely been uh, a, a it's it's been helpful to implement in in every arena. Uh, another thing that I've learned from this podcast is how to confidently articulate. So, just being more and more clear on what it is that I believe, and being able to speak it as clearly as possible. Because not having a podcast, you know, before that. Um, I wasn't always trying to say what I thought. <laughs> it's just like, I, I'm not even trying to go there right now with, with this person or that person or in this atmosphere, I'm just going to drop it. And so, so I wasn't, um, making it a point to, to fully articulate myself and, and take the time to say what it is I think. And then you're like, let's put mics in front of our faces and say what we think. I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And so that's, I guess that maybe was something that I expected to learn, but, but not, uh, I would have never mastered um, or learned in the way that I have without the podcast. Uh, man, I could I could go on. This uh, this has been a really good complement to the learning that I've done in the past five years in my coaching. Good, man. the learning that I've done um, emotionally uh, as a father, you know, as a husband, a lover. It's just this really uh, came at the perfect time. So yeah, it's been solid. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that, dude. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Where were we? What's next? Oh, I know you wanted to talk about atomic habits. So I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. I've been honestly, the whole time I've been speaking, I'm just like, let's, let's move on to this book that you recommended. <laughs> so uh, let me, let me preface this by, okay. by okay. saying, and I, I honestly don't know what you're going to, what you're going to talk about, but uh, just, there's just one like quote from the book that I thought was awesome. Good. Well, good. Um, so my whole not drinking for a year thing, my whole 10 big goals thing. It all started with this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I That was the first book in the long, long list of books that I've read over the past eight or nine months, and it has sustained me throughout. And so I just want to give credit there because it was a perfect book to choose to kick off all of these habits or the dismissal of habits like drinking. Um, so it's, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. And I'm only like four chapters into it, but I would too. <clears throat> the, the, the piece that 
<laughs> I, wanna, I also want to say, if you decide to listen or read this book, the first scene is just like, <laughs> don't put it down, even though you'll want to. It's just, he gets hurt and he talks about it and it's like right at the gate. And I'm like, I was half of me was like, turn this off. I'm not trying to listen to this. But, <clears throat> uh, but after that, there was, it was everything I needed to hear. And one thing in particular that he said that really made like, oh my God, it's so, if you, if you have, okay, let's just say about life in general. Like if you were to step outside on a roof and look down at your life, it's like, fuck, man, I got so much I got to work on. I'm still, still overweight. You know, I want more money in my bank account. My wife and I argue four times a week, uh, you know, whatever, whatever challenges you have in your life. You look down at them and it's like, oh, man, how am I going to even do this? And and then you break it down. OK, so then you break it down. It's like, well, I'm still overweight. And, and then you're just looking at that from a, a, a from the sky. And so but then it has like all of these complex we're feeling they, they feel complex areas you know that you're eating what time you eat where you go to the gym how much you pay to go to the gym and how many days a week you go and all that right and and I was uh I think it's like the second chapter and he says if you were to take apart a bike and improve every piece of it by one percent and then put it back together, the results would just be incredible. I can't remember the exact. I remember what you're talking about. I don't quote. remember exactly how it said either, but y- yeah, it, you're, it was very, very he, eye-opening part. Yeah, and, and then he talked about, uh, he was specifically talking about, I think the British cycling team prior to an Olympic bid and uh, how they, they basically did that. They, they, they took apart a bike and they they put the best seat on it. They they tested the different fabrics aerodynamically and and performance wise. They they found the best pillows for their athletes to sleep on. Um, I mean, they just like one percented everything, everything, in, everything in these athletes, everything in their lives. But they weren't like it wasn't like oh this is so much work. It was just like what's the smallest amount of work I can do for this piece to make it better. What's the smallest amount of work that I could do for that piece to make it better? And I'm just like, Oh, this is so good because it doesn't, it, it's, it, it doesn't feel heavy after hearing that nothing. Yeah. It doesn't feel heavy. It's like 1% and not even the whole thing. Just, just 1% of the, that piece over there, 1% of that piece over there and, and the amount of momentum and, and change that that can build. I was just like, yes, this is exactly what I needed. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a great reminder. It's so good, man. It is it's so good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, as as you say that, I'm trying to think about things in my life that I can improve one percent on, and how it's going to be a cumulative effect. I mean, it, it's not going to. Uh, you change one thing, you make one thing one percent better. Like the you sleep one percent better. That is going to cause your entire day to be better as well by by just direct correlation and so i'm trying to think you know what i mean what can we do here in this podcast to to improve one percent on certain things right and 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 we wouldn't just 
we wouldn't say, how can we improve this podcast at 1%? We would pick 1% of right. it and improve it 1%. And the thing I love about it the most is uh, for me, sometimes it's, it's picking up the ball is the, is literally the hardest part, right? They say putting on your shoes is the hardest part about going to the gym. And then once your shoes are on, you get in the car, it's like, okay, we're rolling, picking up the ball, man. That can be, it's like, just looking at this ball over there and thinking it's a bowling ball. And then it's, then suddenly you, you, you get this idea that you just have to barely pick it up or, or it's super light now because it's just 1% of one piece that you're fixing. And it makes the, the, the stepping into it for oh, me for sure. seems so much easier. Dude, sometimes I will tell myself I'm going to go for a run. And when I get to that point, I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this at all, at all. So I tell myself, all right, just change your clothes. Then you, then you can decide if you if you actually do it. So I put my put my running clothes on. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll uh, stretch. I'll just I'll get my stretching in. Okay, I do that. Then I, I start to yeah. get to a point where I, you know what, I'm I'm excited to get out there and you know run. It's just it, it's yeah. you you build that momentum behind yourself, and it it becomes more difficult to stop than it actually is to start. Yeah, yeah. What an interesting conversation <laughs> is this uh, idea of just convincing yourself to do the next tiniest thing. Okay, look, just just get out of, just sit up, right? You said the last time we talked about the five, four, three, two, one, and right. you sit up. It's like, just all you have to do is sit up, man. That's all you have to do. All you have to do is drink this bottle of water. That's right. all you have to do. And then by the time you've picked it up or by the time you've sat up, you, there's something else emerging from you and, and then something takes you over. Something, I, something does it for you. And I still want to read that book. Um, have you read The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins? No. Okay. I, I, can't, I, I, I'm, I, I would be curious to see what else you could say about it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I do intend to, to pick it up and, and, and put it on my list. Uh, I just have not done so yet. But um, it's going back to just the very foundation of this podcast is, like I said, things don't happen overnight. And so when you think about putting something like this together, looking at it from the bird's eye view, like you said, it's it's overwhelming thinking about all the things you have to do. If you have any knowledge whatsoever of podcasting and getting started, it's, it's a very, it can be a very scary and intimidating process if you want to do it right. And so what, that's exactly how you and I started. We just, we, we did took the first step and we had a meeting. And I remember that meeting, we sat down by the lake here at, at my apartment complex and just bullshitted. We mm, talked about, yeah. Hey, nice. can we do this? You know, what, what would it look like? Like you said, we talked about just putting together a bunch of episodes and, you know, releasing two a month. We have not only not done that, but we're releasing more than four episodes a month now, which is incredible. Wow. Yeah, but we dude, nothing would have started if we wouldn't have just sat down and said, Hey, is this feasible? Yeah, it is. Okay, let's talk about how, what, 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 what can we talk about? Well, what can we do? Well, we can have conversations. We're already having conversations. So let's just record them. Well, yeah, you're, you're a meditation instructor. So why don't you go ahead and record some meditations as well? And I told yeah, it you. Was like, it was like, how do we do this and how, do, how is it easy? Yeah. How do we how do we just roll into it? How exactly. Do we just implement it. Dude, I mean, like it's, way. it's, it's the Tim Ferriss thing. You know, what would this look like if it's easy? And that's exactly what yeah. we were doing from the very beginning. And then I told you, I said that my very motivation for wanting to do this is because I want to become a, I want to become a very good interviewer. I wasn't, e I was not even an interviewer at that point in time, but I want to become a very good one, which I still have a ways to go, but we are to the point where we've interviewed uh, close to 10 people on this show, which yeah, nice. we, we just have ways nice. to just, it's only going to get better and go up from there. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, it's crazy to to think about just when we were just talking about it. This is one of the, honestly, this is one of the, one of the first, one of the, I would say one of the first things that at this capacity, at its capacity in its current form, I mean, it's, it's growing even um, fairly rapidly. It it feels like, um, and that's a matter of perspective. If we were to look at somebody else's podcast that took off, like, it, ours isn't growing rapidly, but for me, this is the experience is growing rapidly. Um, this is like the first thing that I feel super engaged in confidence around it, that I can look back at a moment in time where it was just an idea. And now it's rolling. Like most of the stuff that I've built, I'm, I'm still like, it's still emerging in some way. And, and so this experience is crazy to, to look back at the moment where we were just chilling by the lake. I remember now, like, and we were, we were just like, how does, how could this, how is it practical? Like, I got a lot of shit going on. You got a lot of shit going on, but this would be cool. I'm interested. You're interested. Let's, how could we just kind of do it? And then kind of doing it ended up, um, taking over us like something else took over and now yeah. there's this this momentum that's rolling rolling us along yeah you're yeah you're right you're right um, and I, I actually I just texted you this last night in a, in a strange metaphor and I this is something that I personally have become so passionate about. I'm willing to devote, and this is saying a lot, more than 50% of my energy toward it, um, which may sound like just words, but I mean, I have, like yourself, a lot going on, which is by design. And I see enough potential in this and enough potential return on it that I'm willing to just put my my nose to the grindstone and really start pushing that curve upward. Hey, what, what better place could you be than to have a podcast talk, talking about having a podcast? (laughs) 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 Well, it's so funny because we can seriously, we can just, but we can just talk about building this podcast and, and use it as material because it's been, it's been challenging. It's been trying, it's been, um, confusing it's been yeah you know we've we've gone through this whole weaving uh, of having confidence trying to convince ourselves to have confidence or at least i have absolutely know, same. just like absolutely a, um so it's it's pretty interesting and you know believe it or not the last two months have not been a great time to have a podcast people are not in the cars like they usually are and so you see that 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 shift across the entire industry where download numbers are 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 down for the vast majority of podcasts but we still continue building upon our prior successes and that's that's extremely important we i mean we could have you know at the beginning of march said hey let's just take a couple months off and see how this goes but we 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 doubled down and and you know went all in on it yeah yeah and it's 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 been great you know um I want to, this story keeps coming up that I just want to share. I haven't really shared it many times, uh, but it, it goes along with the, the idea of 
talking yourself through something. And then it also has ties to confidence as well. Uh, courage, I would say. Less than confidence. Uh, when you're lacking confidence, you might need some courage. And uh, <laughs> so it was uh, 2016. This was before I started my coaching business. <clears throat> and uh, I, I had, I've played guitar since I was in fifth grade, I think. <clears throat> and I've always been average, mediocre, and then sometimes I'll go through stents where I'm really good and, I, and I'm doing great and, and I'll play for months or a couple weeks and I just get really good or I learn a new song and then, uh, and then I stop playing for a while. <clears throat> and I'm cool with that. It's just how it's always been. Sometimes I'll write music, sometimes I won't. But it's always there. It's something I can tap into. But I, I have never, never had the courage to play for people. It's like I could, I could sit in my room alone <clears throat> and learn a song and belt it out impeccably, it, it, like, or at least I think <laughs> it feels good. Uh, but then you put a, another person in the next room, just, just like my dad or my sister or my wife in the next room, and I would just crumble with, with anxiety, like not be that. able to ho hold myself up. And, uh, and so I was just tired of that, and I, I don't remember what was the the impetus for this, but I told myself, I'm going to go and play an open mic. And I made this resolution. I'm going to go and play an open mic. And I think I gave myself like a month or a two week timeline. And it was, it was the next day I was driving with my wife and, and my daughter to the store. And there was this brewery, uh, winery in outside of Richwood, Ohio, where we were living. And they had a sign out that said open mic, um, Wednesdays or, or Saturdays, whatever day it was, that day at 8 p.m. And then like, my heart just kind of dropped. I'm like, shit, <laughs> now I've got to do it. <laughs> like, I asked for it. I gave myself a timeline. It showed up. And then I thought, okay, what, a better, what better place but then somewhere in the middle of nowhere, uh, winery, to go and play an open mic. And, uh, and it was just this little place, and, and it wasn't really, it didn't really have a lot of traffic. I mean, there was consistent you know, people that would go, but it didn't have a lot of traffic. So I felt just enough. It was just light enough, you know, like that 1% thing. It was just light enough for me to pick up the ball and start moving with it. So, so we went to the store, we went, we went home, my wife and my daughter were leaving to go visit with her family. And I'm like, okay, I, there's, there's no excuse. I can't say I have to stay at home with my family. I have this and that to do. It's like, I have to go do it now. But as soon as I as soon as I, as soon as they left, I had to start like telling my feet to move, <laughs> like right foot, two feet forward, left foot, move, a, you know, like just boom, 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 pick up your guitar, put it in the case, open the trunk, put it in the trunk. And, and, and I had to like tell myself every step because if I, if I shut up telling myself every step, yeah. then I stopped and then I thought about it and I started making up all these ideas of what it was going to be if I did it, uh, and, and how terrible it would be and how embarrassed I would be. So I was just like, okay, now, now start your car. And I, sw I swear to God, dude, this is like the conversation. And then I drove there and I got in the parking lot and I'm like just gripping the steering wheel, let go of the steering wheel, open the door, get out, get your guitar. You know, I went in and I ordered a drink and, and I sat there for a moment and somebody was playing and luck, there was like four people in there. There were the two owners the, and they were like bartending. And then there was a, a guy playing, there was a woman and a, uh, her date sitting at a table and then there was one person at the bar so like five or six people including myself and uh, 
And so <laughs> I said, I'm going to, I want to play a song. And I drank a drink. And uh, finally the guy, uh, I could just feel myself <laughs> so ner nervous, dude. Finally the guy finished up and, and I was like, okay, here I go. And I put my guitar on, my acoustic guitar, and I went up to the mic and, and I just centered myself enough to start. And then I played the song, put my guitar back in the case, chugged the rest of my drink, and walked out. <laughs> like I didn't say goodbye to anyone. It was probably the strangest thing for those people <laughs> because I just like dipped dude. and didn't even like look up at anyone. But then I got out of there, dude, and uh, was so proud of myself. That's amazing. Just so proud of myself for going in there and doing it. And it was just, uh, it was it was after that that I eventually started my like business and had the same moment where I had to walk myself through posting the video or on my site to to open my business officially where I had to like say just click the button just click the button but uh yeah sometimes courage isn't as uh braveheart you know style or the patriot mel gibson style courage running into battle it's more like pushing yourself well, Tom I, and Jerry style into the room. There's a, there's a difference in those situations. You know, if you're brave hearts, you know, you you are forced to make a decision on that's the fight or flight mentality. Mm. But you know, when it comes to something like singing an open mic night it, the, or putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation any time of the day, it's so easy to talk yourself out of it. It's so yeah. easy. But if you yeah. if you are the one percent who can. Just say, tell yourself yes over and over and over again and convince yourself that it's going to be okay because it is. It is. It's going to be okay. Yeah, Ernie is still alive. He is a better person for doing this. It's so easy just to say, I'll do it next time. Ah, it's, it's not yeah. convenient right now. But yeah, you, I'll you do, do it tomorrow. Do it. Yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. Totally. Yeah. That's incredible, dude. I mean, that, and obviously now you're going to have to do, you know, on, on Instagram Live, you're going to have to sing a song. I mean, that's, that's a given. You got to do mm. it. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I did just write a song recently. That's uh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it was really good. It, it's, I mean, music just is, is the cure, dude. I mean, dude, I did from the, from one of the, one of the first things you shared with me was some of the music you've, you've made. And so I, I really... What other, what better platform to to share some of that than you know with people who know you, like you, and trust you? Mm. You have. We'll you see. Ha okay. We'll see about all that. Most all right. of my shits like. I, I usually only write music when I'm depressed or when I'm sad, and so it all comes out uh, darker. And and I'm cool with that, but it's yeah. not like uh, it's more for just uh, clarity of mind, peace of mind, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. What kind of what kind of hobbies do you have that are just like come and go type things where it's just like, okay, I'm today I'm doing this and then maybe won't do it again for another two months or something. I mean, writing is is my music. Um nice. it's not something that I do nearly enough. Uh I, I've got a I've got a couple of medium accounts. Um, for those not <clears throat> familiar, medium is I actually think it was started by either Jack Dorsey or somebody um, one of the leaders of Twitter, it's, it's a platform for writers by writers. And so, uh, allows you to, to write, uh, articles and content and put it up there. Anyway, I've got a couple of those, which I just have not, I've not ri written creatively in a long, long time, which <clears throat> I, I, I plan on doing so soon as, uh, the, 
I guess the development behind this podcast kind of slows down, not in a, in a bad way, but okay, uh, I'm able to get through all the, the checklist of things that I need to do. Um, I, the point being, I, I am building a blog uh, to share my writing and to continue doing so. So that's that's a hobby for you right now. It's it's something that you can tap into and yeah. And it's like riding a bike. You just jump on and you and you go and it's therapeutic and helpful and it is. Yeah, I, yeah. My it's um. I kind of have the opposite problem, and I use the, I use that word problem loosely. Whenever I write, I feel like I need to write to share. Um, <clears throat> I need it to be publishing quality. I need to I need it to have an audience. I've never liked just writing things uh, for the sake of putting the con, just getting the content down. I don't know why that is. I don't know if that comes from a place of ego or if it's just wanting to share the things that I've created with others. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it does it, I mean, is that a problem to, to have that? I don't think of it, wanting to share when you're writing. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's a, it may be a hindrance, um, mm. knowing that if it's not good enough to share, then I'm not going to do it. And so maybe I hold myself to too high of a standard in that sense. And so that prevents me from making the time to do so. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's almost it almost has like this feeling of distancing you from yourself when you're writing because you're thinking about its perception rather than where yeah. it's coming from and what it means to you and... And I don't know what the right way to write is. I don't do a lot of um, writing in, in, as far as prose goes. Um, but I, I did hear, you know, when I was writing, I, I used to write because I thought I was supposed to do that for my business. Um, and, and one of the things that I heard was that you're supposed to write for the wastebasket. So write like you're going to throw it away. Right. Like you're not going to share it with anyone and start from there. It's, just, it's like the other side of the spectrum, I guess. I I, I like that. I, I've never heard that before. I, it's, it's an interesting idea because it, it forces you to be vulnerable, which I think most good writing is. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, what sticks out most there is I'm pretty sure that that's a, that comes from Tim Ferriss, and and I can't believe you call yourself a fan. <laughs> you know, with your um, with your open mic story, that reminds me. Yeah. I I would never ever in a million years call myself a poet. I'm not. I'm just not. I've written a handful of poems, and so I was curious at one point in my life about, um, I guess, uh, open mic poetry nights, and there's a a, a bar technically on Ohio State's campus called Kerouac Cafe, and they do or did, um, I think, Wednesday night readings. And so several years ago, I, I worked up the courage to go share, and I, I did it semi-regularly. And I'm just trying to remember that first time I did it, and so, I, I so honestly on, can't. You, you, had, you had written poetry, or you were just like, I'm going to go read somebody else's? I had. I had written okay. poetry, yeah. And, and, and then you're like, for some reason, I want to share this, so you decided to go do it. yeah. And I'm pretty okay. sure the first time I did it was around Halloween, and I think everybody was dressed up. And I just I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. What the an interesting of thought it. of you! Your first night of getting on stage to read your poetry and be vulnerable, and you're looking at like ducks and <laughs> and Hooters girls and yeah, and like dead pirates <laughs> in the yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and I guess dressed it, up as like Dracula. <laughs> it, it, it made uh, made it uh, less less frightening, which is kind of ironic. Seeing people like it's like looking out of the audience and imagining everybody naked. Yeah. It, it continued though. Yeah. So you I got just, up and did it. Yeah, I did, and I I struggle to remember the feeling that I had, which is kind of disheartening in a way because I, I want to believe that I was terrified and I had my heart in my throat, but I, I just don't remember being overwhelmingly nervous. That's not to say that I, I wasn't, but that's just not a feeling that I retained in memory. Sure. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, what do you, when you remember that night and, and, and specifically, um, you know, like going there, maybe standing in line or chilling in the audience until they called your name, however it did it, leading up to it, doing it. And then afterwards, you know, what what do you remember? Well, I remember as, as many times as I went there, probably maybe close to 10, probably a little bit less. Uh, the host, this big black guy, he's funny as hell. He's absolutely hilarious. He's perfect for this. Um, it just made everybody comfortable um, through the introductions and uh, through, you know, the after a poet leaves the stage, he was just he's very he's had a, he, he had a lot of levity, uh, which I appreciated. Nice. Um, yeah. And I do remember I th- I'm pretty sure the first uh, thing I read, it was again, I not a poet. I don't know the first thing about poetry other than making things rhyme and, you know, having the same number of uh beats or syllables in a sentence i don't i don't i don't know the structure regardless i wrote a poem and it was like a four stanza poem with the same tempo as um pose uh the raven and so it was kind of appropriate that i read that on halloween and i nice. um i remember somebody uh, you know making that connection i'm like oh that's a pretty cool compliment people heard poe in my reading so that's uh that that was that was kind of cool yeah, it sounds like you were actually, you had a sense of pride. About I did. It. I did. After the fact, yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. And then for the other part, you just dissociated. Right, exactly. I, <laughs> I, I must have been drinking like yourself. I must have been because they Out did. Out of body yeah. experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's crazy. I didn't know you you wrote poetry. I, I don't. I, I, did, I, I did a handful of times, but I, I, I would certainly say I do not. <laughs> anymore right 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 <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah man um what else is new with you brother like something that we don't typically right get to converse about what what what, what else is like bubbling in your life uh, you know as we right now as we record this we're coming out of probably the hardest part of society as a whole's experience over the last 50 to hundred years. And, you know, we, we've reflected on this before and we can do it again. You know, this, this, this past two months have been good to me. Um, as I, I think they have, as you've expressed to you as well. Um, and there's, there's a sense of guilt there because I, I know it, they haven't been good to everybody. And I, I know, especially for my friends and people who have physical storefronts, you know, the things have, have been a struggle. Um, a lot of things are being politicized right now, but uh, business has grown for me. Uh, this podcast obviously has grown for me and just, I've found myself accomplishing 
a lot more than maybe I would have if, if this would not have happened. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no real revelations that I've made in the, you know, month or so since we last talked intimately like this, but, um, I, I do look forward to the remaining six months of, of this year because there's just been a lot of groundwork, um, that's, that's been put in. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've been, you just put your head down and, and, and done what you said you're doing very, very simply. I love how <laughs> it's so funny. Like when you, when I, t- when I feel like, I feel like when I'm talking about like working through something and getting something done, it's like this tumultuous, like dragging of heavy feet to, to make it happen, you know? And, uh, and then when you when you talk talk about doing things, it's just so straightforward. It's so clean cut. It's like this is the thing, this is when it's done, and there isn't much, you know, Whoa. outside of that. It's very it's very clear and dynamic. I mean, do you, I, <clears throat> I I don't know. I don't remember when it was. It's not dynamic. I guess I would say. In the last maybe two, that's the wrong way to put it. Two or three years, I decided to stop bullshitting myself. Like, and that that goes into you know, my basis on in- integrity. Like if I'm going to lie to myself, like why, why like what, what's the point in doing anything if you're just going to continue lying to yourself? Like if, if there's a, 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 if you're facing a bad situation, don't sugarcoat it. Like why, uh, why, why would you say that? Uh, I can't, I think I can't think of a good example. Let's say you've got a client um, who is upset because I don't know. I'll make this personal, like because the website isn't working the way it's supposed to. Why would you tell yourself, "Oh, you know, they're just upset because they are stressed out about a about the economy or what?" Like, no, that the, 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 something is not working properly, and it's your fault. So deal with it. I don't. There's no sense in lying to yourself any more than there's any sense in lying to others. Um, and so, yeah, I, I try to be as straightforward as I as I possibly can when I talk about what I've got going on in my life. Like, I'm not going to embellish and I'm not going to sugarcoat. Like, just be straight. Yeah, yeah. And and I it, I noticed that too. Like, that, I totally feel that. And I, I appreciate that too. It, it shows up in, in conversations where, you know, I'm like, man, I'm dealing with this thing. And then you just surgically ask the question that kind of cuts through it and, and helps divide it uh, or, or call it out. And there's this, there's this, some, there's something else that I guess I'm pointing to. It, it's, it's just a, it's just like the the saying of it and the doing of it, the integrity of it. It's just like you say, I'm going to get up and take a cold shower, and I just don't imagine you not doing it or talking yourself out of it, you know. And yeah. And, and, and I don't know, is there like, well, is there, is there, was there a shift there or was that? Yeah. And I think, I don't think, I don't think it was internally. I, I, that, what you say right there, if I could offer one piece of advice for anybody graduating high school, graduating college, or feeling like you're hitting a plateau in your twenties, it's do what you say you're going to do. You will earn you, you will not earn respect in any other way 
then by doing what you say you're going to do because so many people will promise the moon and the stars, even professionals, man. I come from an agency background and I can't tell you how many fucking times an agency will promise something that they cannot execute on. Breach. So <laughs> do, do what you set realistic expectations and do yeah. what you're, what you say you're going to fucking do. That's both yeah. internal and external. Like you set expectations with your clients, set expectations with yourself. If I yeah. say I'm going to take a cold shower every time I get in the shower, then I'm going to do it. Otherwise, that's not a part of my identity. And I know I've had this conversation before. I've probably said this almost verbatim. Like, I don't consider myself a writer right now because I'm not writing. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I don't have the time or the energy to spend on writing. So I'm not a writer. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, and it would, be, it would be cute to call yourself a writer because of your previous right. you know, experience with writing. But you're like, no, this is a very clear line in my integrity. I can't say I'm a writer because I'm not writing. Yeah, absolutely. And and then when I, but but when I show up in three months and I'm like, my name's Trey Kaufman. I'm a I'm a podcaster. I own twenty two thirty seven designs, uh, and I'm a writer. It's 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 not like somebody who's just saying that because they have a book idea in mind. It's because you're actively doing it, and yeah. you can trust that the integrity is there behind it. Yeah, man. I remember. At a point in my life when I was actively slinging dope, no, not dope, oh, um, okay. <laughs> um, uh, vitriol on Facebook, and I just I remember being a part of that. Define that, that vitriol. I've heard you say that a couple times. Like you know, arguing and you know, saying, making stupid, <clears throat> stupid proclamations, you know, on social media, saying, "Oh, I've got this great idea. I'm going to do this, this, and this." I can't mm. tell you how many times I've seen people say they're going to do something on a platform like that, and that's all it is—is is just this this public exclamation, so they can, so people can think that they are more than they actually are. The people who are actually accomplishing well, things. Well, it might be, it might be honest too. Like so that person might work themselves up to do that to say that thing because they think that's what they need to do in order to, You're to right. create the, you know, the, the, the feeling so that they actually do it. Like I have to proclaim it to everybody so that I would look like an idiot if I didn't do it. And then I'll go and do it. Like I, that's totally an honest thing as well. It's not like they're, uh, it is, you, you are absolutely inherently right. trying to fool people either. Yes. Maybe, it, you know. And I, I will say that wasn't my experience, but I know there are people, and I, I, I do this more in person. You know, if I, Ernie, if I tell you I'm going to um, do something in relation to the podcast, then I may be saying it so you can hold me accountable, and then I will go forth and, and do it. Uh, but at the time, you know, in which I'm speaking, you know, a lot of people would say they're going to do this, this, and this, and just for the, the mm, recognition yeah. and the likes. Yeah. But I, what I will tell you is, you know, somebody who is, starting a, a Silicon Valley based company and they're getting, you know, venture backing of tens of millions of dollars, they're probably not bragging about it or, or saying they're going to do this and that on Twitter or Facebook. They're actually doing the work. Um, yeah. 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 The silent heroes, man. Right. I don't even remember doing it. what the question we were was. We're just talking about yeah. integrity, man. You yeah, know, yeah. I love, I love this topic. It's become increasingly clear to me um, how important this is. And, and, and you made a point, um, well, you made two points. You made a point about having, um, the, the trust from other people, like the respect that you'll get. And then you also said self-respect and there's, there's something in that for me. Like, like I feel like all success and happiness is, uh, a direct correlation of our self-respect and, and that self-respect is a matter of 
because you can't lie to yourself as much as you want to or as much as you may want to or as much as you try. I've been there. I've tried it and, and it ends up in sadness and, and depression and, and fear and, and terrible thoughts. But, but when you say something and you do it, whether it's I'm going to take out the trash, do the dishes and call my dad tomorrow. <clears throat> and then you do it. It's it's this uh, it's like this magical catalyst yeah. of of self respect, and and uh, and then okay, and then you meet people, and you don't necessarily have to have a resume as deep as the, you know, as as high as the Hoover Dam in order to get this 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 position, or in order to get this investment, or in order to get this relationship that you want. Uh, when you show up and you emit this feeling, this frequency, this vibration of I say something and I do it and you just know it inherently that that's who you are. That's your self-concept. That's your identity. People feel that and there's no need to explain yourself. There's no need to prove yourself because it just it just like comes off of your skin. Like people, yeah. you can you can feel it. And, and you can. And so it's 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 very easy to. uh like if you've, there's no long road to trust. There's no long road to self-respect. There's no long road to integrity. It's like you could have had a, a terrible track record of integrity. And then, but then you start saying things and you only say things that you're going to do. And you do the things that you say. And when you don't do them, you go and you clean up any mess that it might've made if you, in whatever way. Um, it, in the moment you start doing that, that that starts emitting. It's like this light turns on and you are now shining this light of an integrity into the world and everything just shifts in that moment. It's not like you need to build up days of integrity. It's not like, yes, to see some certain results, you're probably going to want to have 55% integrity compared to your 45% lies and bullshit. But but the moment you start doing that, it shifts everything like in your relationship, in your, in your, your businesses and your, in your job. Uh, it, and it, I don't know, it just, for, for me, the, that's like the only thing. It, yes. I want other people to trust me. Yes. I want other people to respect what I'm doing, but, but it all, it all kind of just happens when I trust and respect myself. Yeah. I agree with you. And you know, along those lines, accountability that 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 goes that runs parallel to integrity and at one point in my life i discovered that if i was willing to hold myself accountable for both the things i did right and the things i did wrong people will see that and i i can't tell you how many times i've seen somebody willing not willing to take yeah, uh, take um, accountability for their actions. Like they want to place blame on other people. And if you're willing to take accountability for not only the things in your life, but other things on your in within your team, that really helps build up that foundation of respect. And I, I think the justification that I had in my life a, a few years ago was. If I take accountability for, you know, the, the numbers that I'm not hitting or or some mistake that was made somewhere down the line, but I'm ultimately responsible for that, the nothing you may be scolded. I mean, you may at worst end up, you know, losing your job, but at least I don't know. I'm not making a very clear I don't think so. Point. I don't think that would happen. I, I think if you 
shift back into trust. Like if you go in and you, t- and you take accountability for something you've done, but you'd have no ambition of being a trustworthy person past that, then yeah. you're probably going to lose your job. Yeah. But if you like, you walk in there and you say, I fucked up. I messed up. I, this is what I did. I was, it was, I made a clear decision to yeah. do it. It wasn't like I accidentally did it. I did it on purpose because I was being lazy or because I just was being negligent and, uh, and it's not who I am and I don't appreciate the fact that I did it and I and I noticed that it did this, this, and this in our company and it did this with our relationship and I want to do everything I can to to get back to where we were with it and this is how I'm going to fix it and this is how I've already taken steps to fix it. Then boom, like the trust is reinstigated because yes. you, you have that self-respect within yourself that you know you're going back in and you're being that trustworthy person again. Yeah. Yeah, that was you said that beautifully. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just going to take everything you say and spin it around and try to make it my own. That's perfect. And write a book <laughs> and sell it and take all the profits. I love. You know, it. Uh, another thing that that comes up that, that is the the idea of like blaming other people versus blaming yourself. It's so funny because you and I are both in that place now. Yeah. Where we want to take the blame for ourselves, like this is where I dropped the ball and could have gotten it done. Like it. it in whatever way, we could be looking at the same thing. This thing needed to be done. We both had obligation to it. It didn't get done. And then we're talking about it. And each of us were like, we're like the conversation never butts heads because both of us are coming back at ourselves saying, oh, these are the ways that I could have done it. Yeah. Like, no, well, I could have done this. And, and we just, boom. Okay. Now we solved what we're, it's so much more productive. We're that not way. showing up. And then what's that? It's so much more productive to be that way. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and I, and the the other point. I, well, go ahead. Were you going to say something there? No, I was just if if we came, I don't know. Let's just say we were supposed to produce something for some episode, and neither one of us did it, and we come at each other placing blame. Then all that's going to be left is contempt. Whereas if we come in and say, "Hey, listen, we both messed up. Here's how." We can fix this and make it even better than we we come out with a positive and we come out with uh, further learning and further additional resources on how we can do not only this task now, but other things better down the line. Yeah. And this, it's like you come you come out unscathed. It's not like we're both swinging swords at each other trying right. to prove each other wrong. It's just yeah. um, the, the other part I really want to put in there, because who knows where people are at in their lives when when they're listening to this moment in the podcast and it, yes, we've got to take the blame or we've got to, <clears throat> we've got to put the, the, um, onus maybe, uh, of, of, uh, take ownership. Let's say that you have to take ownership of the way things are turning out and, and, and not look at the world and say, it's the world that's doing it to me. Um, and I also want to add, that there's got to be some compassion there. So I want to like, coin this term. I don't know if it's even a thing, but compassion, com, compassionate self-critique, compassionate self, uh, I, like I want to say blame. I don't like blame. It's got to be compassionate self-critique. That's good. Because you, you know, like you got to look at it and, and like you were saying earlier, you got to look at the way it is be straightforward and not make it worse or, or less than what it is just in reality, what it is right. and, and not kill yourself over it. Well, I hate to say that because well, people do, things are challenging and they, and they, they hate themselves so much that they, they take it, you know, take it out on themselves in in painful ways. And, and and then it like leaks into the world in different ways, but there's gotta be this level of compassion. Like, dude, Ernie, you're doing the best you can. Like I have to say this to myself, you know, but this is where you're not showing up and and you're doing your best and you're learning every day and just keep going. But these are the ways that you want to do better. There's gotta be that there, or it's going to be this downward, downward spiral. 
but also if you're looking out at the world and saying it's everyone else's fault or it's every, it's the the coronavirus is well who knows about that but if it's the weather's fault whatever then 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 you've got to reassess cuz that's going to be a downward spiral too man it's it's funny you mentioned weather i um i make this point because i used to be this person i would get so wrapped up in the weather forecast i would i would <laughs> You ever meet somebody who's just they're they're so sure that they're a uh, um, meteorologist, like oh it's gonna it's gonna rain all day tomorrow. I can't. They're, they're so sure that they can predict the weather that you know when they're wrong they just get upset. Like I, I used to get so mad when the weather didn't cooperate, and now I just realize <laughs> that it's just a, a part of who we are, and I, I don't let it shape my reaction to the world. Um, I. I'm trying to articulate what I'm trying to say. Dude, it, it's no, something I, t- I totally hear it. It's yeah. like if it's a rainy day, it's a bad day kind of thing. Exactly. If it's snowy, it's a bad day. It was just two years ago when I finally I was driving to work and it was snowy and disgusting and like it just looked gross out because everyone's driving and it's throwing up this like black water on the edges of these like piles of snow and it just looks disgusting out. But yeah. I was driving to work and and I was like, oh man. I'm really enjoying it. like there's there's nothing about this what I would have hated having dri- driven in two years ago four years ago yeah um, I'm just in, I'm just here like there's snow I'm driving slow there's some you know it, it does it's not necessarily aesthetically pleasing but it's not bothering me it was it was really interesting yeah and it like Ohio we 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 or we it seems like our culture is notorious for being so surprised by having three seasons within a matter of seven days. And if you've been living here for any amount of time, you just, you realize that's a natural part of this climate. It, it just is. And so people who throw up, Oh, this is the worst day in the world. It's snowing in May. Like it's, you, you get it that, that you can't, why would you let that ruin your day? Unless you're planning on going to the beach of Lake Erie tomorrow, which I don't know why you would like, it would need, it's just, it, did that really have such an effect on you that you have to let it, you know, bring you down? You know what I mean? You no, know, that's a, yeah, th- that's definitely, a, uh, well, that should be another conversation that we have is just like going into the, the um, psychological f- effect of complaining and, yeah. uh, and, and just like breaking, breaking it apart. I mean, that was, that was fundamentally one of the first places I had to start catching myself in my language was how much I complain about things. You know, and, uh, I want to, I'm going to put a challenge out there for, for us and for anybody who may be listening, you know, you and I had a conversation offline about finding interview guests specifically for certain scenarios that people are facing oh, or nice. uh, yeah. scenarios that we're talking about. And I, there has yeah. to be, it's not a book that I've heard of. There has to be an author who's written on that very topic, uh, the yeah. science of complaining. So I'm going to oh, if write someone's this listening down. right now, they need to hook us up with that yeah. info. Yeah, the science of complaining. So I'm writing that down, and I want to I want to find that book, read it, and then get them on here. Yeah, sweet. That's a great yeah. idea, man. We should uh, we should bring it to a, a close yep. here. Absolutely. This has been an incredible conversation. I can't wait for people to hear this, and for anyone who's stuck stuck along this entire hour um, with us talking, we just we appreciate it. <clears throat> if you if you um, if you feel called to uh, share some of the insights you had if you feel called to uh, reach out and and bring up specific scenarios of life that you want to hear on our podcast 
man, that would be that would be amazing. You know what what has been more almost <clears throat> actually I will say this with full certainty. What has been even more fulfilling than creating this podcast is when somebody tells me that they're enjoying it, or when somebody tells me that that it's it's powerful, or when somebody compliments me on my like the way I'm, you know, showing up. Just I don't need the compliments, but if 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 this is like if this is working for you, if this is helping, and if there are other ways um, that we could support you, those those interactions with people, if I know you, if I don't know you, uh, whatever, uh, they mean a lot. They do. They absolutely do. Um, yeah, and I, I don't, I, from my personal standpoint, I don't want it to make it sound like it's self-validation, but I mean, it is, it is very motivating to hear something like that, to hear critiques, both positive and negative, because it, we know that we are always continuing to improve and to learn. And if people, because the, the point of this podcast is to bring value to other people. And that, that is the, that is the, 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 the straight and narrow point of what we're doing here is to help others be the best so we can be our best and so yeah that that really it helps out a lot yeah yeah cool, anything else before we wrap this up man no nah, that's this is this has been very <laughs> it's a good. wrap yeah it's a wrap it's been great yeah cool. man thanks right. guys take care thank you all again so much for joining us for this conversation if you would like to stay up to date on what we have going on at the Mosaic Life podcast, head over to onemosaic.life and join our circle. You'll get the regular email about new episode releases, exclusive Instagram content, as well as merchandise deals and contest announcements. Speaking of Instagram, do us a favor, follow us on Instagram at onemosaiclife. If you have any feedback or questions, or if you have a book, Uh, that uh, talks about the psychology of complaining, please email that to us at onemosaiclife at gmail.com. And then last but not least, if you would be so kind as to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that goes a long, long way in helping others find out about us. Thank you all so, so much. Be good to each other. We'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.